Welcome to the Pod Fast Foodcast, a podcast about fast food. I'm Ryan. And I'm Steven. Welcome to the show. And on this show, each week, we go to a different fast food restaurant, try one of their menu items, sometimes an old friend, sometimes something new. Mm-hmm. And so where do we go this week? We went to Chick-fil-A. Yay. One of our old standbys. Yeah. We've we've been here a couple times on the show. A good spot. Tasty food. Tasty chicken sandwiches. Yes. Which is relevant to this episode. So we got the new and limited honey pepper pimento chicken sandwich. The HPPCS. If you want to order it conveniently for the cashier. We'll definitely know what you're talking about. <laughs> they are calling this an original take on an original. The new Honey Pepper Pimento Chicken Sandwich, HPPCS for short, is a twist on the original Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich. It features an original Chick-fil-A filet drizzled with honey, topped with pimento cheese, and served on a warm toasted bun with mild pickled jalapenos. Wow. That's inter- that's interesting. That's a lot. There's a lot cooking on on the on this uh on this here fellow. This is this is the most complex chicken sandwich that we have tried on this show to date. It might be one of the most complex items we've tried on this show at all. That that I think that's true. I think that's true. This is a lot going on. A lot of flavors, textures, different profiles. Mhm. And it's unique. And it's unique in the fast food pantheon. You're not going to find this at any old place. We were discussing before the show whether or not a fast food restaurant has dipped its toes into the pimento cheese waters mm-hmm. up until this point. And it seems like for the most part, no. Bojangles from the South has done pimento cheese in the past. But that was all that we could find. It, it seems like it's pretty rare. Yeah. All things considered. And it's even more rare for these fast food restaurants to bring multiple brand new ingredients to a limited time item. So this has, of course, the pimento cheese, as well as the jalapenos. It, you know, it's, it's really bringing something fresh to Chick-fil-A that you couldn't get before. Yeah, and, and it's unique for them because uh, last year we reviewed uh, around this same time of year or like late summer getting into the fall. Mm-hmm. We reviewed their like autumn milkshake, right? Mm-hmm. And we mentioned on that episode that they don't really change the menu that often. They don't Correct. like... You, you'll get the rare, like, extra milkshake or something like that, but they don't really mess with the main stuff. We just discovered that this is the first ever twist on Chick-fil-A's beloved original chicken sandwich. They have never messed with the formula before. This is the first time. That is crazy. That is crazy to think about. Crazy. So, pimento cheese. Let's start there. Yeah, let's ex- let's explain that before we really get into the sandwich. Right. So if people haven't had it before, this is a spreadable cheese. Would, would you, wouldn't you call it that? Yes. And it's made up of cheese, mayonnaise, pimentos, which are peppers, right? Like chili yeah. peppers? Yeah. Uh, it's usually like a shredded cheese, and it's almost always cheddar. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's usually like a pretty thick shred, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's spreadable, but it, it it typically has some density to it, right? Yeah, and it's got like it's it's a little chewy, typically. Or to me, I think the best pimento cheese is is a little chewy. This this is a staple, and this will tie into the thing that I mentioned about it appearing on Bojangles menu before. This is a staple of the South, the Southern United States, is yes. where you're most typically going to find this, and it's it's pretty unique. I think that the idea of a cheese spread. Or, you know, like various kinds of cheese dips, Mm -hmm. but like ones that air on like the thicker side. It's a pretty common thing, like a cheese ball or something like that, right? Yeah. If you've ever had one of those before, it's pretty similar to that. Um, I am a big fan of pimento cheese. Mm -hmm. I was first introduced to this. It was either at Grandpa's Cheese Barn, which is an Ohio staple. Awesome place. Mm Mm-hmm. Or something similar, like a a cheese store. 
uh, where it was labeled and sold as Cheese Salad, which I thought was an interesting name, and I really gravitated towards it. Unappetizing, in my opinion. <laughs> uh, and it was incredible. I'm a big, I'm a really big fan. That being said, if I'm honest, I wasn't too familiar um, with its its different uses uh, and in some homemade varieties that are, are a little that lean more into the spice. Uh, I don't think on its own it's all that spicy with the pimentos, but um, combining it with jalapenos is a, is a common thing out there. So I, I I had not known that before before this sandwich before doing some research into this, and uh, that's interesting. I see. Yeah, I didn't I didn't I didn't know much about it. Like I was familiar with it, you know, prior to you getting into it. Right, I was mm-hmm. familiar with it. It had been something that I'd maybe had once or twice. wasn't something I thought much about. But then you got into it. And yeah, I will say I didn't really know of it outside of the context of just like a pimento cheese forward sandwich, right? Like the idea right. of mixing with it, with mixing it with stuff. I feel like that has become more common in recent vintage. Is that fair? Like yes. last like five-ish to ten-ish maybe at the most like years. Like it's become more of a thing. Yeah, when I first had it, that was it was a cracker spread. That's mm-hmm. what I used it as. That's what I knew it as. Yeah. Uh, I had not found out about it being a sandwich concept mm-hmm. until Better Call Saul introduced me to that. Specifically, the character Mike Ermintrout, Mike. played by Jonathan Banks, uh, who would eat pimento cheese sandwiches while he was like watching crime happen. Or, like, watching a minor league baseball game. Listening to a minor league baseball game on his radio. Mike's awesome. He, 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 would, he would sit alone in his living room sometimes and oh, watch that's a minor true. league baseball game. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then his house got broken into. After hanging out with, like, his granddaughter or yelling <laughs> at uh, <laughs> Saul Goodman. <laughs> Um, and that's why I found out that people like put it on sandwiches. I started doing that. It's it's, it's really good. Cool. And, and yeah, and for me, I I think it tastes good. I'm I'm a fan of pimento cheese. It, it, it's good. It's tasty. It's a little. It's got a little. Uh, you know, fun little zhuzh up cheese spread. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, I'm into it. Okay, so the other components here: pickled jalapenos. For me, that's that's just that's an easy win. Yeah. That's an easy one. Throw those on anything if you got them. And now is this, I thought it was hot honey, but is this just normal honey now that I'm looking at this? I'm pretty sure it's just plain honey. It's just plain honey. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. There, there's a lot of flavors happening. Yes. Now you can get this with different, with different chicken options. Isn't that right? Mm-hmm. So you can choose any of the three fillets. So you can get the original the spicy or the grilled. Gotcha. Uh, it, it, this is a, it's kind of just like so you can get the chicken sandwich, you can get the deluxe chicken sandwich, or you can get the honey pepper pimento, and then you can choose your fillet from there, and your other customization options. But okay, that makes sense. So today you got the regular, yes, standard fillet. I got the spicy one. Yes. Right. And to me, that makes sense because it's got those other components going on to it. That was, mm-hmm. that's that's my mindset uh, w- going into it, right? I had the same mindset going in. I'm going to be honest. I was a little surprised. I'm usually a, a, a normal fillet kind of guy. I, I like the spicy, but I don't really need it. I put, I you know, douse it in the Chick-fil-A sauce, and I think that's got enough flavor for me. Uh, I think, and I didn't eat it. So I'll let you speak on this more in detail, more of an objective fact. And I've got some things to say about it, but go on. I think that I would have preferred the spicy filet. That's interesting. <laughs> because Maybe. I, feel I like, don't know. <laughs> because I feel like I would have preferred the regular filet. Interesting. Okay. Well, interesting. Let me exp- I'll explain why. And I might be yeah, wrong. And I, I'd like to try it. I don't think that it was a, it was a, it's a make or break kind of thing. I really like... Like hot honey, and I like the idea of like mixing spice with honey. I think that's a, that's a good idea. My issue is is that like I said earlier, pimento cheese by itself isn't very spicy at all. 
No. And it's, it's so you get, of course, the whole the whole sandwich has the pimento cheese spread on it and the honey. The jalapenos are on there, but it doesn't. It's not every single bite is going to have that kick. And so I, I my favorite bites of the sandwich were with the jalapenos, where it was really spicy. The rest of it ends up being pretty good, but in my, it's a little plain because I'm not putting a sauce on it, obviously. So I have the honey and the pimento cheese, which is good together, but I'm missing that spice. And I would, all, I would assume, I might be wrong, that the spicy filet would kind of compensate for that and leave me with an overall heat profile. That's interesting. It's interesting that that isn't where you ended up landing. My, my feelings, as someone mm. that did get the spicy... Is it that this had too much going on? Okay. That there were too many competing flavors happening? Mm-hmm. Because it's all on display here, right? Yes. Lots of competing flavors. You have the jalapenos. You have the pimento cheese. You have the spicy filet. Mm-hmm. And then the honey. It's it's like one too many things happening. and okay. And you get a little bit of a clash, I find. Between the spicy chicken, what's happening in the pimento cheese, mm-hmm. and and then the jalapenos themselves, it's not seamlessly fitting together like how their spicy chicken filet fits with the pickles. Okay, that I can believe that. Where you're getting the spicy sand, the spicy chicken, and then the sour, you know, pickle. Yeah. that like that's that's complementary. This it's just it's 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 a little bit too much. Now that being said, it's still tasty, right? Yeah. It's still it's still a tasty, flavorful sandwich. That's because there's a lot of flavor happening. But mm. I think at a certain point you can get overloaded a bit. And and that okay. is where I landed on the spicy one. I was going into it uh, coming out of it rather thinking maybe the regular would have been better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I believe you and I, and I almost agree or I think I would agree to be honest. Yeah. Um, now that I'm really thinking about it, I feel like the perf the perfect bite of this sandwich has the plain fillet, the cheese, the honey, and the and a jalapeno. Mm-hmm. And I think that once you once you if you make that fillet spicy and you get that full bite of all the flavors, I think that that would be too much. So I, I think that it that may it maybe it'll be different in the in between, but you can't take that that those perfect bites away. Yeah, uh, grilled is a non option here, so don't get don't get that. <laughs> You're a freak. I don't like grilled chicken. What are you doing getting a crazy over-the-top sandwich <laughs> like this, and then you're going to not put the fried chicken on it? That's Come a good on. point. They're covering this in the bread and toast and butter, and it's not good. <laughs> okay, there, there's something structural that I want to talk about this sandwich, and I'm curious to see how this worked out for you. Okay. This was sloppy. This was messy, and I here here was my feelings on this. Hmm. We talked earlier about pimento cheese and how it's usually, um, you know, how its usual form, right? Spreadable, kind of not not quite thick, but dense, right? And Viscous, it's sturdy, right? If yes. you if you spread it on something, it's gonna stay there. This was sloppy and drippy. And I think something happened when it got combined with the honey. Mm-hmm. It turned it more. Yeah, it turned it into a thick sauce, and not so much a spread. It stopped being a spread, and it almost became this sort of messy sauce that was just falling off the sandwich. There was a lot of it, mm-hmm. and it did taste good. So I have a hard time pushing pushing against that too much, but it it did create a falling apart sloppy sloppy for me i didn't have as much of a problem with the the pimento texture and and feeling and 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 form as much as i did the bottom bun for me was completely soaked in the honey Mm. i i i found it it was easy to eat it didn't really fall apart too much for me i I lost a little bit of my pimento and had to scoop it up but um when i first picked it up i was a little concerned because my my bottom bun was drenched yeah Uh, and i figured that that may fall apart at some point but it made it. And then, so my my second thing, uh, third, I guess, if I'm counting what I was talking about with regards to this, the spicy filet. Yeah. So those two things in concert with the fact that I thought it tasted pretty good, mm-hmm. 
that all left me with an experience while I was eating it of shaky but positive. Yeah. Where this went a bit south for me, I think that this might have been because of the spicy filet. This did not sit well in my stomach. I see. I didn't have great tummy feelings after this. Now, I don't want to press that point too hard because of who I'm talking <laughs> to here. Like, it wasn't that bad. I'm fine now that we ate this, you know, five, six hours ago or whatever. Yeah. I, I feel fine now, but yeah, definitely. Is, that, is, that is a worthwhile talking point. And and it, it really is, in my opinion, because of the restaurant. So that's why I, I'm like stressing oh, it yeah, and that's making a, good point. a point of it is because I don't feel this way when I get their spicy chicken sandwich standard. I don't yeah. feel I've never felt that way. So them introducing a new big, bold menu item mm-hmm. and my first takeaway, like maybe like five minutes after I finished the sandwich it being like, oh, boy. Yeah, this mm-hmm. one's this one's hitting. That was surprising to me, and yeah, it kind of, it kind of made me pull back a little bit. I didn't like coming away from Chick Chick Fil A feeling like that. Oh yeah, and I gotta say, so beforehand, um, I was a little conflicted for a second ordering this. Is if I should get a meal or just an individual, mm-hmm. and I opted for individuals. This is all we got. I'm glad that you was did. the that was the right decision. I'm glad you uh, did. And it's important to note because we talked about this when we talked about Chick-fil-A of like their portion sizes are really good. Yeah. And for the most part, like you can, you can kind of get whatever and feel pretty good about what the amount that you ate. You can get a sandwich and fries, maybe, you know, throw in whatever and it's additive and it works for that portion. This was heavy. This was a lot. I would definitely only eat this if I was getting this. I wouldn't get fries on the side. I wouldn't get nuggets as well or anything i wouldn't share a milkshake a milkshake now yeah sometimes for me just the regular sandwich on its own is Mm. fine yes but yeah i'm with you like if you're normal hungry and you get the sandwich and a side of fries that's that's pretty good that's that's pretty filling and satisfying but yeah, I oftentimes can just walk away from the sandwich feeling pretty good. But yeah, anyway. Yeah, I just wanted to point out because I, I noticed this one as I was ordering it, but um, in the end, I don't I don't feel frustrated about this. So the normal Chick Fil A sandwich is five dollars. Uh, the honey pimento chicken sandwich is seven dollars. And when I okay. saw that, I was like, oh, okay, like calm down. Let's calm down here. Yeah. But in the end, I that's like a that's a full meal. And I don't think you need anything else. So by the time that you add on the fries and whatever else you want to get roughly an equivalent of food as it feels in your stomach, I don't think that's as bad of a deal as I thought before getting it. It's hefty. It's a, it's a lot. There's a lot of toppings on this. They're not skimping. Yeah, pimento cheese is, is, is a lot. Enough that as a cheese spread, it can carry its own sandwich. Yes. And they are putting an equivalent amount of that onto a whole chicken sandwich. Which is, I, it, so this, I've been waiting for this for a while now, a couple months now. Yeah. Uh, this was announced, I want to say back in like February, March is when I first started hearing about it. Mm-hmm. The rumors. <laughs> um, and it was very intriguing to me because I had never seen pimento used as like a topping. Right. Because those sandwiches that we were talking about earlier are essentially toast and pimento spread. Yeah. Um, so you throwing this on, a, you know, a slab of chicken, and then adding all the spice to it. I thought that sounded really, really good. Mm-hmm. And they announced it as a summer item. Well, these guys meant late summer because this just came out today. Yeah, August twenty eighth. So yes. So I had to wait a long time, but I thought, I thought that sounded really good as an as an idea. It definitely tastes good, but I I I, do, I think it's a, it's a lot of food. Yeah, I do think it's a good idea. I. I, th- th- and and in terms of like balance, that's why I was leaning more towards the regular one. Because if I think about it as the savory piece of chicken, spicy jalapenos, that r- rich and uh uh you know creamy pimento cheese spread, and then the sweetness from the honey. That's like that's balance, right? You got all mm-hmm. these flavors working in concert. It does taste good. It yeah. does taste good. I think that where it got slightly off balance with mine is just the spicy sandwich in turn with everything else. It 
it it, it kind of got out of whack but I, I can get that yeah yeah but i but i i do get what you're saying of just like this 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 on paper it does sound very good and i do think that the execution's there this this is solid this is solid we kind of touched on this at the start but i i do want to point out its uniqueness in in fast food both as you know we talked about pimento being an uncommon item in fast food only yeah. one of their appearance but also like this is a pretty unique idea like this is i don't want to i'm not trying to put them too high on a pedestal here but like this feels like I went to like a restaurant and I saw an interesting sandwich and I got that. That's a good point. If that makes sense. This doesn't feel like most fast food things are like pretty typical or and are variants on things that already exist that I already know of. And they're usually trend chasers, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like uh, the wave of like, okay, every sandwich has to have bacon on it, right? Right. Or like every sandwich has to have ghost peppers on it, an avocado on it, et cetera, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. That's usually how they operate. Yeah, if they were if they were doing a trend chase here, they, they would have made like the super duper spicy sandwich and like the ghost pepper sauce on it. Yeah. And you know, try to go after the Wendy's idea. Mm-hmm. But instead, I think it's a pretty unique idea. It it has its place on the menu. Like it's it's very separate from the chicken sandwich. I think I think it's a good idea. This is something that I would much more expect to find on the menu of a restaurant in the South doing like southern cooking right yeah i i like yeah it, it wouldn't surprise me if like something like this has existed in some forms at restaurants before right fried yeah. chicken plus pimento cheese definitely hasn't existed in the world of fast food but then on top of that i do I, yeah I, I totally agree with your point this 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 looks and feels like something much more at home that you would get at like a unique restaurant offering a place that does you know unique burgers or sandwiches etc mm-hmm. um and and that that should be you know applauded in the fast food game because that's that's not common that practice no. so they deserve credit yeah, for that because we, we talked about this like well, i remember we did the the spider-man whopper and i was very mad that it wasn't a unique item at all <laughs> it was just red yeah um red with a combination of ingredients that you could have already gotten on the Whopper. Mm-hmm. So I, I like to see unique things when we're doing limited time items or even just new items in general. So while we're on this topic, I, I, I will quickly shout out the new milkshake from Chick-fil-A because they, mm-hmm. they, they added two menu items today, August 28th. They added the sandwich that we're talking about and then the caramel crumble milkshake which is this year's version okay. of the of the fall autumn you know seasonal offering so this is a hand spun the old-fashioned way this creamy butterscotch caramel flavored milkshake is made with chick-fil-a ice dream dessert and delicious blondie crumbles topped off with whipped cream and a cherry except when served via delivery available seasonally for a limited time wow that sounds pretty good i i kind of want to try that it's crazy to me to read that, and I remember when we did the autumn milkshake, mm-hmm. and we talked about Ice Dream as an idea. Yeah. That would take up like 45 to 50 minutes of a, a new episode of this show, <laughs> and that episode's like probably 10 minutes long. <laughs> <laughs> Spent 30 seconds on the Ice Dream. We would have done a 10-minute dissertation on what goes into Ice Dream. How did they get that trademark? What are they doing with it? What, what do they mean by that, really? <laughs> Uh, right, you know, uh, do you know who has ice dreams? Hmm. Anna and Elsa. Do you want to build a snowman? From Frozen. Yeah. Who's your favorite <laughs> Frozen character? Mine's the big Olaf. animal. Mine's the big <laughs> animal with antlers. You mean the moose? <laughs> the animal? Yeah. I forgot what animal it was. <laughs> <laughs> the moose? Oh, you know, that big animal with antlers. Okay, do you know his name? I've seen both movies. How? (laughs) Because I saw the first one because it was a big sensation that made lots of money at the box box office. Uh, Its soundtrack was being blasted everywhere. So I saw the first one. And then I saw the second one, A, because I had watched the first one, but also because I heard that it got a little weird in the plot department and I wanted to see what that meant. And uh-huh. it, it meant that movie is like a JRPG, but 
turned into a feature length film, which oh, I thought was quite interesting. Not a great movie, but okay. First off, buddy, he's a reindeer. Oh. <laughs> Second I mean, off, you know, deep down, I knew that was gonna happen. Like that thing where you give somebody shit for something. Yeah. <laughs> I knew that was gonna happen. I'm glad it did. <laughs> Second off, his name is Sven. Sven, okay. Because it's a couple people you got to remember, right? Because there's like Kristoff. Yeah, Kristoff. That's like, is that the boyfriend character? Yeah, the Ice Man. And then, and then Olaf is the is the snowman, right? Yeah, the little dude. Yeah, that's one of their first like little dudes. What? Nope. Lion best. King. I meant to say Lion best. King had tons of little dudes. Beauty and the Beast had little dudes. The Little Mermaid had a little dude. They all. Have, what are you talking about? Mickey best. Mouse is a little dude. <laughs> yeah, but like in terms of like modern little dudes, like he fits more in with like the minions than he does. Mickey Mouse. No, he doesn't. Look at him. He's nothing like the minions. Yes, he is. He's one buck tooth. No, he's not. Dude, he's quite literally just Flounder from Little Mermaid or, uh, you know, any of the very, like, I don't remember which one is Timon and which one's Pumbaa. Timon's the, I don't know why I was going to answer. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Timon's the little one. So like that. Oh, what about the snow geese? What? Snow geese are little snowmen Elsa unwittingly creates every time she sneezes. And she sneezes a lot. Oh. What about the Duke of Wesselton? I think you're in too deep. I'm on Frozen.com. Right, it's that time of year. Oh, yeah? Football. Summer is being put behind us. Don't know why you would say that because you Woo! know where I you were you know Football. where I'm going with you know where I'm going with this. So I don't know why you would do that. Any Orlando football teams you want to talk about or close by? What Baker? <laughs> what What are you doing? <laughs> you know what? I give up. My transition. It's shot. You do your thing. I guess. I got continue. I continue. I Please continue. Funny. Uh, but right after that's basketball. <laughs> Segment dismantled before it even began. And I love basketball. <sighs> Go ahead. Uh, with what? I don't know what you're referring to. In my defense, I was a little, you know. I'm being petty. That time of the year, is it? I gotta wait two months for this sh- stuff. For this what? Stuff. <laughs> Why? I don't know. <laughs> Why did you need to correct yourself on that? Stuff uh, stuff, and things. Well, I've had enough of this shit. Uh. I was going to transition into us talking about the Orlando Magic and Markel Fultz because we talked about Markel Fultz on our Chick-fil-A episodes. I thought it would be funny because the basketball season's coming up if we did a preview of the Orlando Magic. But I, 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 had, it, to he- I, I it, had to hear about football season. I had to hear about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who don't even <laughs> play in Orlando. It's kind of close. Aye, aye, aye. Now, can I... Let's, let's get into the Magic and the NBA season this year so that I, I can ask a question really quick. Uh, are they playing day games on Fridays for the in-season tournament? That's new. I didn't know that. Friday, November 24th versus Boston, 2.30 p.m. game. Wow. That's the only thing I could find about it that makes it different. A 5 o'clock game on a Sunday? Well, that that's not too crazy. That's not too crazy. I don't think it's the in-season. That's not that at all. But yeah, a day game on a Friday, That's yeah, that's new. That that would seem like it is in season tournament. Uh, I think so. That's the only reason I could find for it. Yeah, wow. I can't. I can't think of many. Like weekday. Oh, oh, Ryan. Hmm. November twenty fourth is that the day after Thanksgiving? Is that Black Friday? That's why. Uh, that's why. That's cool though. Did you ever hear? I just didn't know. <laughs> yeah, that is Black Friday. Okay, so that yeah. I think that explains that. Okay. 
I don't know if that was because of the tournament. I don't think it was. Well, it is part of the tournament, but I don't, it's unrelated. Well, that's what I meant. Like, yeah. did they put it at the time? <sighs> anyway. <laughs> um, what are your thoughts of the Magic this year, dude? Because, uh, you know, this is the first... I'm, I'm looking at the roster right now for the first time. Probably since the last time we talked about them. Mm-hmm. If I'm being honest, probably farther than that, because I don't think I did my due diligence. I think I just looked at Marco Fultz. Uh-huh. Uh, and I don't like it. They're a real up-and-comer, Rye. Well, sure. They're a team filled with young talent. Last year, they went 34-48, and 48, which it's was better, which is better than they had been in the last three years. Yeah. Four years, I guess. Where did they pick? In the draft? Uh, that's a good question. They took Anthony Black in the first round of the draft. Point guard. Right. Uh, he went 11. I'm sorry. Oh, right. Uh, they Okay, they had multiple high-end picks. So they, they picked sixth. Sixth overall. Yeah, they weren't good. They weren't good last year. No. But then they also had the 11th pick in the draft, and they took Jet Howard. Okay. Out, of, out of Michigan, who is Jawan Howard's son. Jawan Howard oh, wow. was a longtime NBA veteran, champion, and member of the Fab Five at Michigan. So he's so, Michigan royalty. Those are some real players. Yes. Yeah, they're, they're, they're a team on the rise, is what they are. This is, this is anchored. By first overall pick, Paulo Bancaro from last year's draft. One rookie of the year. True. True. Yeah, you can't on, take that away from him. On top of that, they also have Franz Wagner, who was their first round pick the year before, also went to the University of Michigan. That's interesting. A little connection. From Germany. And he has been a pretty good scorer so far in the NBA. They're an up-and-comer, right? Yeah, so they won 34 last year. I'm going to pull up. I'm going to pull up their over-under. Mm-hmm. Sent you a link there. Their over-under is at 36 and a half. Thank you. You give me a one I can click on. I'm hammering it right now, the under. All right. And there. Okay. Uh, 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 $1,000. So you think that they're <laughs> going to be worse than last year? No. All right. Here's my, here's my thing. Uh, and I have this with a couple teams in the NBA. You know, I, I'm gonna. This is. I'm gonna expose myself as a casual. Uh, I like to Do think it. last year. Last year, I watched way more regular season basketball than I ever have. I think I grew a, a greater appreciation for the nuances to the game. I learned a lot more than I ever have. Mm-hmm. There are gaps, and there are teams that I just I didn't watch. Makes sense. There's the third, the there's thirty teams in the level. NBA. Yeah. yeah. There's 30 teams in the NBA. The Magic are one of them. You're not going to be able to watch all of them. Mostly went on my way, of course, watch my team's games, mm-hmm. uh, as well as good teams, which, you know, they weren't awful, but... No, no, the Magic won 34 games. They, they weren't good last year. Yeah. They were better than people thought they were going to be. People thought they would right. suck. They were better than people thought they were going to be, but they, yeah, they still weren't very good last year. Um, and so, you know, I, I'm not forming my opinions on actual quality of play mm-hmm. or anything like that. I'm forming it based on just based on two guys who I don't like for different reasons. Uh, I don't like players that are good, but I didn't know that they were good. And therefore, <laughs> I was exposed and made fun of. And I don't like them on that virtue alone. Okay. So I don't like I don't like Franz. Because I didn't know who that was, and somebody told me it was good, and I told him to shut up. And then I looked it up, and he was pretty good. And I don't like him, so I don't believe in him. Okay. And uh, what's wrong with Paulo? I, do, I don't like. I don't like Paulo. I don't good. like. I don't like guys that get. <laughs> all right, don't laugh. I don't like guys that like get followings like that. If now people are like pissed that he's getting left on all these lists, and he's actually way better than people say he is. Mm. He's just he, nobody knows yet. Okay. I don't, I don't like that. I, I actually did, I did, he, I watched more because I, I, I tried to look at those highlights because I knew that he yeah. was making a pretty big case for himself and he did run rookie of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, I did like him. I, I thought he did, he did something that I like to see in guys a lot, which is like, he, he didn't look like a rookie. 
he 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 looked out. He he had a presence on the court. He looked like he had been playing out there for a long time. He wasn't like making stupid mistakes. He's a big boy, and he and he's way bigger than I thought. I think at the FIBA tournament, they had him playing at center. Yeah, he's six ten, two fifty. He he's he's a big fella, and for somebody yeah. with the ball in their hands, it's six ten, two fifty. I mean that that's why he's exciting. I mean like that's. That's where the specialness comes from. It's why he went first overall in the draft. Why it's why he won Rookie of the Year because doing doing the things that he does at that size is potentially like a big deal. If he's somebody that you could run your offense through uh, at at that at that size, that that that's a big deal. Yeah, I'm high on the Magic. I'm maybe not quite as bullish on them as other people. Mm-hmm. The people are huge into Paolo and Franz. Yeah, I mean, people are way into this team. Like people, people yeah. like uh, obsess over young cores, and the ones that they obsess over the most are ones like the Magic, where like the Magic have a lot of things going into why people would be really high on them. A beleaguered fan base. The Magic have mm-hmm. never won the finals. They've mostly been bad for their entire franchise's ex- franchise's existence. They basically had two small eras where they were good and that was both times buoyed completely on the backs of having one star center first it was Shaquille O'Neal and then it was Dwight Howard Mm -hmm. that's basically it over the 30 40 years 35 35 seasons of magic basketball and it was basically two like short four or five year windows where they were like serious yeah it's not great it's not it's not yeah. a great history. So people feel for him first off. Then on top of that, it's a young core where they've decided to just take their time, right? People mm-hmm. like that because that just reeks of upside, right? If you play it safe and you don't make any big swings or anything, that means that everybody can just treat them as their nice cute team. Oh, yeah. look at look at them play. They're all <laughs> under the age of 24. Like, isn't that cute? It, the second that it becomes real is like if the Magic traded for Damian Lillard and we're like, we're trying to win a championship. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's when people stop liking them and you stop being a cute <laughs> young core. You're only cute when, you know, when, when you're not seen as like a real threat. Oh, they'll be good this year. And by good, I mean they'll win 41 games and then not make it out of the first round. That's what people yeah. really mean. So can you see something similar to like what the Kings did last year? I, that might be a bit much. I just don't think that they have the veterans that that team what, had. Yeah. Right? They don't have and DeMontis Sabonis. Yeah, that too. That 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 too. I, Mike, Mike Brown did one coach of the year, right, with the Kings. Mm. Yeah, they don't they don't have Sabonis who is like a certified all-star level was a certified all-star level player going into last year, right? Like yeah, la- yeah. last year he won he uh, not won but was third team all NBA. Like he was he was yeah. really really good last year. They, they don't have quite add that. Like Harrison Barnes as well. Uh mm-hmm. even guys like Kevin Herter and Malik Monk. Like that those types of guys the Ma- the Magic just don't have on their roster. Like their versions of that are like Markel Fultz and Wendell Carter. And that's another that th- these are the types of players where I have the biggest divide between people that really like them mm-hmm. and those that maybe don't. I like their young guys. I like Paulo and Franz. I am yeah. sold on on those guys. I don't like their just like middling starters. I, I, I think I think Wendell Carter Jr. is fine, but like he doesn't excite me. I think he's like at best a middle of the road center, and that's just so replaceable to me. And uh, Markel Fultz, as we've discussed in the past, I don't I don't see it the way that other people do. No, people see him building on this and coming back and being like, I'm a premier player. Maybe not a star, maybe not elite, but people are like, he's gonna be like a great player for them. I don't agree. I don't either. Uh, yeah, I think this is it. Me too, which is to say <laughs> role player. Which is good considering where he, where he was two years ago. Yes. It's bad where he was six years ago. <laughs> yes. But um, I think that's a I think I'm going to be honest. I think that's something to be proud of. It's a good enough comeback story. Because mm-hmm. uh, five, I guess five years ago would be a year after the draft. Mm-hmm. 
that was like, oh, he's just a bust. He's out of the league. And nothing's really come of it kind of thing. To turn to turn that around, to turn forgetting how to shoot around into, I can be a good role player. People were thinking that he was a, a Greg Oden and Anthony Bennett, like an all-time bust, right? Yeah. He wasn't. He, or he's not, rather. Like, he was yeah. looking like he was going to be for a minute there. But he's not. He is better than that. The last time we talked about him, I think one of the things that we said was is that to me, he makes way more sense as a backup point guard on a team like the Bucks or the Celtics or something. Mm-hmm. I still believe that. He makes way more sense on those teams. The Magic don't need this. He's just like he's he's good defensively. He's a good passer. Yeah. That that's kind of where it ends. He's not a shooter. He's still a bad shooter. He never fixed the shooting. Yeah. And he doesn't take them. And guys that have the ball in their hands that don't do that in the NBA, that's not good. Especially when you play point guard. That's just, it's not going to happen. So, that hinders him. He is good defensively, but I don't think he should be a starter. Especially not on this Magic team that's trying to get better. They need to be taken. I'm glad that they drafted Anthony Black uh, with with their first round pick. Because... That's upside to me. Like Anthony Black, like people didn't really like him in the draft, but more my point is, is that they used the high pick on a point guard, which is what they needed to do. In my opinion, he's not going to start this year. Fultz will start, but I think long-term they need to be thinking like we need, we need a modern player to put next to Paulo and Franz. Like we can't just like put like boring average starters, like below average starter, high end backups, you know? Yeah. So when I look at this over-under win total for the Magic, 36.5, I'm slightly taking the over. I think that they can they can get better this year. They can I win can see it. They can win 39, 40 games. I think that they could get there. I can see it. They got Mac McClung. Dude. It's it's over, ladies and gentlemen. Mm. It's over. Mac McClung's never lost an NBA game. Is that because he's never played in one? He's played, actually, uh, yeah, he's played in four. He's won all of them. Two went to overtime. <laughs> wow. He's lost, he's only, uh, he's lost all of his preseason games. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's an X factor then. Who knows what you're getting with Mac McClung? I know what you're getting. You're getting a beast dunker. You're getting the most famous basketball player on the planet that will never play in the NBA ever again. <laughs> Yeah. Above Michael Jordan. <laughs> I sent you a link to this year's over-unders, and I have to say, neither of us fans of gambling. Gambling sucks. Fuck gambling. Um, all that, right, put that, some more words in my mouth, why don't you? <laughs> okay, sorry, I'm saying that, and I thought you agreed. In any case... Yeah, it's it, pretty bad. It has infested the sports media landscape, and on things... Ruined it. Uh, yes, and on things like podcasts, it is very common to discuss things like win total over-unders for the NBA teams. Now, to put this simply, for the people that have completely zoned out at this point, <laughs> apologies, we like talking about basketball. It's like, so when we were talking about the Magic, over-under 36.5 wins, it's will they win more than that or less than that? Pre- pretty simple mm-hmm. stuff. So they do this for all NBA teams, and then they put a betting line on it, yada, yada, yada. Uh, I sent you a link to all the ones in the NBA, right? You're what you're looking at right here. What uh, what what seems like a good bet to you? Who who do you think is gonna really hit it okay. on over and under this year? I'm liking how high ours is. I feel like people. I feel like the media is falling a little bit behind to, with where the sports books are. The Cavs have the fifth highest win total over under in the NBA. So the Celtics and the Nuggets at most sports books are are tied. Or I'm yeah. sorry, them and all those two and the Bucks all seem yeah. to be at roughly 53 and a half. The Suns are at 52 and a half, 51 and a half. Cavs are at 50 and a half across all the sports books. Okay. That's that's a big number. Now we did hit the over last year, right? We won 51 last year. That sounds yes. right. Yes. yes. Um okay, I'm I'm taking, I'm taking a look. What's a good bet? Yeah. Uh, all right. Clippers at forty six and a half. Well, you got to say which is a, one is a bet is a bad bet. <laughs> well, no, no, because then the no. So you could say the good bet is the under. <laughs> no, I no, I was well, as I was thinking about it, 
I was going to say a good bet's the under. I no longer believe that as I thought about it and said it all out. You think 46 and a half is a good line? Because <laughs> I, for, I forgot that's not how gambling works and you shouldn't bet on things that may just not happen. Well. Because they might, they might just play. Well, it depends on what you think is going to happen, right? They haven't been playing a lot. So if you don't think they're going to play, maybe the under's good. It's What does your heart tell you? Because I'm going to point out one that might just be cheating, but I will uh-huh. just say the Heat at 48 and a half, obviously. Yeah. So that's a little bit juiced. That's a little bit higher than they did last year. Last year, they hmm. they were the eighth seed and they won. No, they, they are injured a lot. They also didn't play very well last year. That is true. They won 44 last year. And in the regular season, they just didn't play well, but they did end up making it to the finals. But yeah, it's at 48 and a half, which is maybe a little high for this roster, which lost mm. both Max Struess and Gabe Vincent. True. Um, That might seem a little high, but it's baked in that they could trade for Damian Lillard tomorrow. And all of a sudden you would be saying yeah. they, sh- they would probably have the highest over under in the NBA. They would probably be at like 54 and a half or something like that. Probably, yeah. It's probably the best team in the league if they do that. So that one feels like cheating, I think. Yeah, what's what's speaking? God, to yeah, you? yeah. These, these sports books, man, they've got the best lines out there. Uh, I think Minnesota sucks. I'm gonna say they're not gonna win 45 or more games. <laughs> <laughs> so they won 42 last year. Okay, well, they didn't do anything, did they? Um. Well, what I would point out is that last year, Rudy Gobert and uh, Carly Towns missed a lot of time. And I know that that I, might be in their favor. <laughs> I, I know that I do not feel this way, but many people seem to believe that Anthony Edwards is going to turn into Michael Jordan tomorrow. So <laughs> they think you already did. Yeah. Or in Europe. Yeah. So I don't believe that, but some people think that he will become this amazing player in due time in terms of uh change the roster no they didn't really add anyone this offseason uh um, they they lost torian prince he went to the lakers right uh they added troy brown so the lakers and wolves that was funny it was both in free uh, agency yeah. and they swapped small forward so they got the younger one that also is probably a little less good but he's younger yeah uh i kind of like over 45 and a half on the Thunder. That was going to be one of mine. Yeah. That was going to be one of mine. I liked them a lot last year. I think that Shea will continue to be pretty good. Great. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that Chet's going to be good. And I think that I, I I feel from what I've, the vibe I've gotten from the media is that he's pretty competitive and he kind of wants to win rookie of the year. That was going to be my next question. Yeah. Do you think he wins rookie I don't, of the year? I don't know if he's going to win. That's tough. That's a tough narrative to overcome. Yeah. If they win a bunch of games, that's one way to do it. And the narrative isn't just overcoming the most hyped prospect since LeBron James in Victor Wembanyama. It's mm. also one of the most like exciting young players to come into the league in Scoot Anderson from a basketball watching standpoint, right? True. It's both of those, and also it is tougher to win when you were injured your first year. Because people yeah. don't like that. Yeah, Ben Simmons did it, and Blake Griffin did it in in recent uh, years. But it, it but yeah. it is tough. That that uh, that uh, that's a tough one. I li- I like that bet. I I have I've got two two that I'm looking at and liking. Okay. It was that one. I have another over. I like over forty five and a half on the Grizzlies. Okay. Yeah. So it's they're probably a little undervalued. Just like the Cavs, they won 51 games last year. The reason why they're at five less than we are is because John Morant is not playing for yeah. some time. Do you remember how long? 20. That sounds right. Yeah. Um, 25. I, I, I still I still think they're going to be pretty good. Uh, yeah, I do too. I liked the Marcus Smart acquisition because I think that he's a good floor guy. He is, and I think he's a good fit there. I think he'll make that work. Dylan Brooks out, right? Well, I, I very much a net negative player. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I don't think that he's very good, and I've usually been pretty down on Marcus Smart compared to other people, but like, 
I still think he's really good for your floor. The Celtics always won games with Marcus Smart. Yeah. And I think he'll help the Grizzlies do that. I think this is interesting. There's a bundle of Western Conference teams at 44 and a half, and that's the Kings, the Pelicans, and the Thunder. Mm-hmm. That's interesting because the Kings won a lot more games than the Pelicans or Thunder did last year. They did. But I get why those numbers are what they are. There's yeah. a little bit of uncertainty baked into all three of those teams. There's a little bit of regression built in with the Kings. There's a little bit of a Zion could pop off, probably won't, but could mm-hmm. with the Pelicans. And then the Thunder, it's just like, they were good last year and they were young. Mm-hmm. The Mavericks are right there too. Oh yeah, 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 they are at 44 and a half. And that's the same story, right? Yeah. Western Conference Timberwolves were at 45 and a half or 44 and a half. Yeah, so that that's a huge bundle of Western Conference teams with lots of uncertainty. And I was with you on the Thunder. My last one was I'm going under 36 and a half on the Nets. Yeah, they're going to suck. <laughs> they are not going to be good, in my opinion. I think they're, I think they're going to suck. And I think they're going to have to bail on some stuff. They're going to start selling, I think. Yeah. The stuff that's not bolted down, I think that they will start moving moving things. They don't have their own picks, but I think that the moving stuff will be less about making our team worse, and it'll be more about just getting more assets in the door. Yeah. So, I'm going under on them. That was fun. Yeah. You, you got anything else basketball-related you wanted to hit on? No, but I, I hadn't taken a good look at our schedule, and I'm kind of eyeing some of these games I'm trying to get to this year. We should go. We should go to some games this year. Yeah, I, w- I went to some Guardians games this year and had a lot of fun. I want. I I want to go to some basketball games this year. That that's my. You know, take. every year on March fifth, right before my birthday. And by every year, I mean probably like four different years that I've looked. We play the Celtics at home, and I've always wanted to go. <laughs> I think I'm finally gonna go. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, every single time. There are some fun games around your birthday. Yeah. Before your birthday, the Knicks and the Celtics, and then after, the Timberwolves, and then the Nets, and the Suns. The Suns, that's a good one. The Suns is a good one. Bradley Beal. Ooh, okay. KD. Wow, my around my birthday is a massive stretch of road games. Ah, uh, it is. A five-game road stretch. And then at the end of it is like, it's the end of the season, basically. Yeah. But yeah, all throughout the schedule, uh... Me and dad, our dad, uh, were talking about this recently. I would really like to go to the Spurs game. Yeah. Which is Sunday at 1 p.m. So that's a that's cool. I like a day basketball game. It is. In January. And I think that that would be a really nice, fun point in the season. I I hope. Yeah. I hope Victor Wembanyama has a healthy rookie year. He would hope. He said he wants to play a lot. Pavovich kind of agreed. I know they, they they created resting, <laughs> but um, you would hope. I would hope, and I I would I would really like to see that. I think so that was that was a big thing. I went to all these baseball games this season. Big thing was just seeing a lot of great all time great players in person it was really cool. Yeah. Seeing both of the L A teams, so you had Trout and Otani, and then Bats Freeman got to see Kershaw pitch. For a little bit it ended up getting rained out but i got to see him for a little bit like that like that is that's pretty cool mm-hmm. and i think i'll forever cherish that i got to see kelly Oubre in person Scar- and he went off <laughs> scarence terrence <laughs> we've seen Giannis, right oh yeah we did yeah obviously lebron you know a great yeah. uh, for me a handful of times uh but uh but you, we went to during the second stint LeBron era. We went to a Bucks game and saw Giannis. Yeah. That that's pretty that's pretty cool. I, I think with basketball that can be really special because there is something so much to the way that the game moves, and and, and being able to see the guys in person, especially those like athletic freaks like LeBron or Giannis. Yeah, it's it's something. It's something. It, it, it's 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 got a, a special feel to it. Uh, Wembenyama have to imagine is the same way. Oh, hundred percent. You know, that, seven, you get that effect watching him on TV. I can't even imagine in person. Yeah, can't even imagine that in person. So that would that would be cool. Basketball is a fun game. Yeah. How do you think the the Wizards are going to do this year? 
really poorly, but I'm, I'm so stoked. I'm so excited. I think he's going to be a lot of fun. I was, I was really selling myself just thinking about him playing for the Wizards the other morning. Just walking around thinking about that, as I do sometimes. I was, I was thinking that shot that he missed on the Warriors at the end of the game, people made fun of him and crucified him and they got rid of him. <laughs> yeah. A bad shot. <laughs> who cares? Because sometimes it goes in, sometimes it doesn't. Do you know who wants that so bad? Wizards fans. I'm stoked. I think that's going to be a lot of fun. Jordan Poole is the player you're talking about. Yes. Uh, him and Kyle Kuzma are going to fit together. Because that's what they need. Bradley Beal got boring by the end there. He was playing for, I don't know what. <laughs> he was sitting out. He, he wasn't as flashy anymore. They haven't had a guy like that since Wall was good. It's been a while. Look, I, I love him. I know you love him. Bradley Beal is not a player I would have consider flashy. Right? No. He's it not, was like, scoring 30 points back to back years. That was fun, impressive, but no, he didn't do it flashily. He's awesome. He's very talented. He's going to be good yeah. on the Suns because he's just a good player. No arguing that. But, like, for a shooting guard, and your game is mostly jump shots, but mm-hmm. not like, you know. Not like fun, creative ones. Right. Right. Like he's good, just, efficient ones. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. So this that's why like nerds like us like Bradley Beal, but like yeah, he's not your typical like he doesn't jump off the screen. He's not like Jordan or you know John Morant, and and his shooting isn't like Steph or like Dames, right? He's more smart basketball player. He takes smart shots. He knows how to create them, which is why he's really good, and which is yes. why he was able to score thirty points was because yeah. not only was he taking good shots, he was making them for himself, which is a difficult skill. Yeah. Um, but yeah, not the flashiest player. Pool is flashier. <laughs> <laughs> a uh, lot worse. <laughs> a lot worse. Pool, another University of Michigan Wolverine. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> well, they're turning out the players. <laughs> he uh he once hit during the NCAA tournament, I remember this. He once hit a ridiculous game winning shot where he was like trying to flop. So, like, he jumped out and, like, did, like, yeah. all four. He, like, was trying to flop and made the shot anyway, and then they won. And it was it was very it was very funny. Yeah, Jordan Poole and the Wizards, they should be fun. Maybe we should go to a Wizards game. The Cavs would probably yeah. win by a million. Nothing wrong with that. But I bet it would be fun, and I would like seeing the Wizards. <laughs> like, you went to a Charlotte game last year. Wait, there is something to yeah. seeing, like, I kind of like watching a bad team. It is. It was unfortunate that that was game was a lot closer, but it was awesome. Now I wouldn't say unfortunate. It could have been unfortunate. We won. In overtime. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Anyway, to get back on track, like you were saying. We got hard work to do still. Yes. We forgot to rate. Oh, I I didn't forget. I didn't forget. Didn't forget. I forgot last time. Yeah, I was just making sure. I was just making sure. Because we used to do this before we started bantering, but now we're, we're saving it for the end, so you got to listen. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we're here at the end. Mm-hmm. The review. The honey pepper pimento chicken sandwich, in case you forgot, or it's a different day for you because you spread this one out. Um, What are you thinking? Uh, I go first. <laughs> I gotcha. You got me. I deliberated this one. It was interesting. While I was eating it, I was thinking, this is going to be my first half star. Oh, with a half star, not a half star. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I thought it was going to be my first half Z, and I thought I was going to go three and a half because I thought uh-huh. it tasted good, maybe a little messy in the construction, maybe didn't quite all come together, but tasting good, three and a half. It was when it didn't sit as well in my stomach afterwards. Mm. I pulled back on that half. I'm going to go three out of five. It still tastes good. I think if if you're somebody out there and you've had pimento cheese before, you know that you like it. You know it's your thing. I would I would definitely get this. It's unique. You're not gonna find this at a different uh, fast food place, and you should try it out. If you've had pimento cheese and you're either just on the fence about it or you're not into it, this is probably a pass in my opinion. And it's funny because we both tried our individual one. We didn't try the others. 
I don't even know what I would say about whether or not you should get the regular or the spicy. I think that there are reasons why you could go either way. Yeah. Uh, and I'm going to go against uh, your opinion, Ryan, and say you should get the grilled. Go with neither. Oh. oh. Get the grilled. Why not? I don't agree. I don't actually agree with that. I am going to say, hearing your counter argument, and I didn't feel too strongly about getting the spicy filet, I would say get the normal. Yeah. I think there's enough going on that you don't need the extra seasoning. Yeah. So three pimentos, I guess, to just oh, be simple good. about it. Three piment- three pimentos out of five. I'm going four out of five. Four pimentos out of five. I really like the idea. I like the concept. I think it's a really good looking sandwich. And I and I like the flavor profile a lot. I like the spicy with the honey. Uh, I like the jalapenos. I like the pimento cheese. Uh, I forgot to ask you this. This is what I wanted to ask you. Hmm. How did so? How did you feel getting over your chicken and cheese? Yeah, fear. Yeah, no, no, it's not a fear. It's I know, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not something I gravitate towards. I I think it worked here because like pimento cheese, it has stuff in it, and mm. there's more going on to it than just straight. There's mayonnaise in it, which is interesting. Right. So it, it does almost become more like a sauced up like yeah. topping than it does just your standard cheese. The thing that like I don't vibe with is in other chicken sandwiches where it's just like a chicken patty and a slice of cheese on it where I'm just like, yeah. I don't need that. That 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 doesn't that's not that's not um uh, that's not what I want. Yeah, here it works. Here it works, right? Because there's there's more to it, there's substance to it. It, it, it fits, right? I, I think yeah. that was what we were talking about earlier, where it feels like these ingredients were were picked appropriately and they jive together. So, yeah, it's a good, it's a good sandwich. Rye. Yeah. We just reviewed a chicken sandwich, dude. Okay, let's talk about it. So this year we started ranking chicken sandwiches, putting them on a list. People yes. may be aware we've ranked four of them. Right, how about you tell everybody what we got here? Number four, McDonald's, McCrispy. Mm-hmm. Number three, the KFC crispy chicken sandwich. Mm-hmm. Number two, the Raisin Cane's crispy chicken sandwich. With chicken tendies on it. And number one is Chick-fil-A's original chicken sandwich. Top dog. So we've got to insert the honey pimento, honey pepper pimento chicken sandwich. Okay, I have some thoughts. Okay. So the other four sandwiches that we ranked on here, we were almost always in lockstep. True. We gave the same rating to the Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich, the Raisin Cane's, and the McDonald's McCrispy. Mm-hmm. We differed slightly on the KFC sandwich, but close enough to where yeah. it didn't end up mattering. We're close here. We're only we're only one off, right? You gave it a four or five, yeah. I gave it a three or five. We're not that far off. I will say this. We could come to an agreement, find a place to put it, and maybe we'll agree, and we could just leave it at that. I will say this. If one of us feels strongly that it needs to be in a different spot than the other, we could cheat and rank it twice as the regular and spicy variant if we so choose. Oh, that's interesting. And I think that that's fair game, but only if we need to. I think that that's fair, but I'm not too interested in that. Um, we, we kind of talked about doing the spicy variant of some of these sandwiches. I think that that, that should come as an as need, you know, context based, uh, you know, stance. I don't think it's as important for this because this is a limited time item. It is the honey pepper pimento chicken sandwich. I think maybe we can go back to like the normal Chick-fil-A sandwich and talk about just the spicy variant. Because I think that is a standby that's so iconic. That maybe it's worth talking about. But I think in this case, we're mostly done on the topics. Oh, I agree completely. I agree completely. Yeah. I was just throwing that out there. If, oh, okay, if, yeah. if it truly came down to a disagreement, we do have an out, right? If we need to. Uh, what I'm looking at right now is I, th- I think it should, I personally, I think it should go on the either side of one of these sandwiches, Yep. which is the KFC sandwich. And I know what side I want it to go on. And I think I'm okay with that. Really? Yeah. Um, the KFC sandwich is really good. Um, I think that. It, it, it remains simple, but I think their chicken is good and has a lot of flavor in their herbs and spices. Yeah. Um, I, I think that, that kind of edges out this. 
Okay, right. This was too. This was a little too wet. This kind of fell apart. You're you're right on that. Okay, here's something kind of funny. Huh. We gave Chick Fil A sandwiches five out of five. Raisin Cane's four out of yes. five. McDonald's three out of five. We gave the KFC sandwich. I gave it a seven herbs and spices out of eleven. You gave it uh. nine herbs and spices out of eleven. Funny ratings. You want to know something uh. real funny? Is nine divided by eleven higher than four? And th- seven divided by eleven is higher than three. <laughs> That's funny. That is. That is so funny, and guess what? It wasn't planned this way, but this review scale will continue to <laughs> dictate the list. I didn't mean yeah. it to, but all right. Yeah. Make it official, Rye. The Honey Pimento, Honey Pepper Pimento Chicken Sandwich, the HPPCS, is officially the fourth best chicken sandwich we've ever talked about. Uh, sandwich. Fourth... Yeah. Sandwiched. <laughs> in between the KFC chicken sandwich and the McDonald's McCrispy. Mm-hmm. I forgot what I was going to say. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm happy with that. Me too. This was tasty. I think all of these sandwiches have been good, but I think we said that last time, right? It, it, yeah, there are duds out there, but we've got to try one. We haven't had show. them yet. We haven't had them yet. Yeah. That's a pretty good list. Yeah. I'm happy with that so far. Me too. And I'm even happier with this episode that we just made. That's a good app. I think I think that I think that the uh, honey honey pepper pimento chicken sandwich episode of the Podfast Foodcast was even better than the honey pepper pimento chicken sandwich, the HPPCS itself. I think that this episode was a 100 out of 10. Yeah, this podcast rules, dude. This podcast was off the charts. I hope it's on the charts. I hope this one gets charted finally. Yeah, I hope that this is the most listened to podcast episode of all time. I think yeah. everybody should go and like, review, comment, subscribe, subscribe, all that stuff. Send this to 17 people. Yeah, tell tell your friends. That's the end of the show. Okay. It's over. Unless you had anything okay. else you wanted to talk about. I mean. No. Like, Thanks for coming on the show. Thanks, man. Yeah, thank, thanks, thank, for, thanks for being here. Thanks for guesting this week. You're welcome. Yeah. It um, was I'm, really I'm busy next week, but uh, pleasant to be here. And the week after that, I'm probably busy forever, so I don't know. I don't know if I can come back on, but this is the last episode of the show. I'm just, I'm just really busy, so I don't know. I don't know if I can make time. Yeah, Rise got other stuff going on, so we're not gonna do the show yeah. anymore. I wanna thank everybody for listening. This has been another fantastic episode of the Podfast Foodcast, and we may or may not see you next week. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>